for the last half hour of our show on a Thursday. We always do six in a song, have a special guest on, get to know them a little bit better, do a sort of rapid fire question section toward the end, and then they choose a song of their choice and tell us the reasons why. Our special guest today is Jack Tame. Of course, you're, Jack's very familiar to most Kiwis. He does Q&A on TVNZ. Uh, TVNZ it starts again this Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and also does ZB's show Saturday mornings from 9 till midday. Jack Tame, a very, very good afternoon, mate. Hello, Jack. Kia ora, kōrua. Good to hear from you guys. How are you doing? Very, very, good, very nice mate. to talk to you too, Jack. So it's interesting you're welcome there. Kia ora. Now, the, the, um, for you, this is a real personal thing, isn't it, to, to get to know the Indigenous language? You're really big on it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's funny. I, I um, you know, I'm a millennial, <laughs> yes. I, I say with some trepidation. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, I, I was living overseas for a while, um, in the states, I was, I was the U.S. correspondent for TVNZ, and I was doing um, doing our Saturday morning show from New York for about five years. And um, it was funny because when I moved over there, I lived in um, Spanish Harlem in New York, which yes, is probably yeah. a part of town that most people who've been to New York they might have heard of but not visited because it's not yep. that touristy. But it's um, it's as the name suggests, it's host to a lot of um, it's host to a lot of uh, Latin Americans. So there are heaps of Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and um, and Mexicans and when I was living there they said oh so you know where are you from man where are you from and I was like oh I'm from from New Zealand and you know most of the people in my neighborhood were pretty poor a lot of them hadn't had access to great education or anything but they said oh okay and what what language do you speak in New Zealand and I said well you know we speak we speak English and we have an indigenous language Maori and they said oh great well can you speak the indigenous language to us and I always felt um, like a sense of shame, honestly, because, you know, here I was, you know, comfortably jetting around the world and having had so many opportunities. But I realized that, you know, I was monolingual. My neighbors who had far fewer opportunities than me could all speak at least Spanish and English. Yeah. And for me, um, I sort of see, I felt that Kiwi identity a whole lot more once I, once I moved away from home. You know, I really mm. identify with being in New Zealand. And I was like, you know what, as soon as I get back to New Zealand, I'm going to make at least a bit of an effort to understand um, Māori and to speak a bit more Māori and um, yeah it's, it's been really really rewarding I'm, I'm not a good speaker of te reo Māori yet it's a it's a long journey and honestly I'm a bad student but um, it's really really rewarding good on you Jack talking about student days um, could you give us just a pricey this is this is not a job a job <laughs> application buddy but <laughs> just a little bit of a pricey what actually is your background mate where did, where did you grow up and go to school so I'm from Christchurch, born and bred. Um, Autotahi, I um, went to Cashmere High School in Christchurch. And I'm one of those people who, you know, I know that I'll never um, have a glittering rock and roll career or anything like that. Because whenever you read, you know, the biography of some superstar, they always talk about a tortured childhood. And I just had a wonderful childhood. I just right. had, <laughs> I love school. I, my parents were incredibly supportive. Um, and, you know, I, I had access to all sorts of different opportunities and, and the freedom to kind of chase the things I was interested in. And um, you know, I was the eldest of four. Um, my mum uh, was and still is a high school principal. Um, so my dad did a lot of stuff around the house. He, he's an accountant, but he worked from home. So he did a lot of stuff around the house. And, um, you know, it, it was really um, kind of instilled in us really early that we were 
the, the not everyone had access to the kind of opportunities we had. And by that, I mean just like being able to play cricket and rugby and tennis and learn instruments and do all of that extracurricular sort of stuff. So my memories of childhood are basically just going from one practice to the next practice and trying all sorts of different things. And um, it's funny because, you, you know, you look back, I look, at, look back at that now and I sort of realise that by developing interests and a whole range of things. It's kind of set me up really well for my professional career as well. So, um, yeah, I was yeah, born, born and raised in Christchurch, and then um, I, I straight out of school studied journalism at uh, the New Zealand Broadcasting School there, and then um, while I was working there, I was doing a bit of stuff for CTV. I um, got picked up for an internship by TVNZ, and... I'm a bit of a company man now. That was 13 or 14 years ago. Yeah, it feels like an age. Yeah. But, um, you never yeah. looked back. Never looked back. I remember you interviewing me once. It was over a very um, <laughs> a very controversial piece of legislation that was coming to New Zealand, the anti-smacking law. You came out when you were, when you were a One News reporter, I think it was early on in your career. And um, you Had my decent. voice broken by that stage? <laughs> I, <can't> remember. <laughs> no, I, remember, I remember coming around to your place as well and, and being like, being... Like, my palms were so sweaty because I was so nervous to meet you. I was like, oh, man, size this mat. Like, I've grown up with him on my TV screens. I want him to think that I'm professional and competent and that I know what I'm doing around the camera, but I think I would have been shit scared. No, <laughs> no, no, you weren't. You were actually very good, very, very pleasant, and I enjoyed that immensely. But the one thing you touched on with your professional career, Jack, you do have a youthful look, and I'm not being disparaging on that. You're just a very mm. fresh-faced, handsome um, guy, how old are you, Jack? I'm 32, so I turn 32. 33 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, has it, yeah. Has it been um, a stumbling block to your career? Do you think because you're in news and news is often hard bitten and you know, yeah. uh, grizzled old faces, whereas you've got this very fresh, youthful face? Is it a problem? Wasn't well, it? Fu- it's a funny criticism, isn't it? So yeah, anytime yeah. someone says, you know, you look young, I think, yeah. well, you probably wish you looked young. So what do you? What, what sort of a criticism is that? And and yeah. you know, it's it's kind of like being ID'd when you're buying a bottle of wine at the supermarket. It annoys you every time they ask for ID until the day they don't ask for ID, and then you go, hang on, <laughs> hang on a second. I mean, you know, I again, I've just, I've just had a great life, like and 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 professionally. I have had more opportunities than, than than most people in my position could possibly hope for. You know, I've I've worked very hard, yes, but I've also benefited you know, incredibly from from the generosity of my of my peers and employers at times. Um, and, and so, you know, I think it would be I think it would be unfair to say that looking young has held me back. That being said, you know, like I, I still consistently. Um, get written off as looking young or, or you know, having, yeah, having, yeah. A, having a youthful yeah. appearance. And, you know, I always think, okay, well, you know, what, what more do you want me to have done? I, I yeah. have, if you'll, if you'll, if you'll uh, allow me to, to, all modesty aside for a moment, pretend this is a job interview, you know, I've, I've, I've travelled to 50-odd countries, I've, you know, interviewed world leaders, I've been to every continent on earth, I have, you know, covered the biggest stories in New Zealand history, in recent New Zealand history, certainly in my lifetime, from the Pike River Mine to the Christchurch earthquake to last year's massacre to the David Bain trial, I've been to football World Cups, the Olympics, the Rugby World Cup, I've stood on Fifth Avenue in New York in the dark after Hurricane Sandy wiped out power to the lower half of Manhattan. I've been to Guantanamo Bay and filmed the guys who were imprisoned there. I mean, you know, when people say, yeah. oh, get some life experience and then come back, I always think, oh, okay, sure, I, you know, <laughs> yep, I get it, I, I look young or, or whatever, but <laughs> really? Yeah. 
No, yeah. it's a very, very, very fair point. Jack, one more question for me before we get to, we'll take a little break and do some quick fire questions with you. Yeah. I'm kind of intrigued. Right from the time you were at high school, did you always have a burning desire? How young were you when you first decided, I really want to be a journalist? I think I was probably about 15 or 16. And um, the thing is, you know, it's easy to look back and, and reason your life, right? And, and, you know, I look back and when I was a kid, every morning I would get up at about 6 or 6.30 and share the newspaper with my dad. So we would sit there at breakfast. Neither of us would say anything. It'd be freezing cold in Christchurch. I'd be sitting in front of the fan heater and we'd just swap sections. So he would, he would maybe read the world section while I read the front part of the newspaper or I read the sport and then we'd swap out. And then, um, you know, as I got a bit older, I, um, you know, like I'd watch homes every night and I thought, man, that's an amazing job. Just because of the, the, the diversity of, of stories that they would cover and the kinds of people they would meet. And, and for me, I think that was probably always the attraction. Like I was always, I was always attracted to um, experiencing as much in life as, as possible. So, you know, the, the ups and the downs, the, the good people and the bad, I just kind of wanted to, to soak up as much as experience as possible. And um, when I was, I remember when I was about 16, we had something at school where, you know, we were talking about future careers. And it's very hard when you're 15 or 16 to know exactly what you want to do because everything mm. takes a bit of a vocational bent. You know, you think, oh, well, mm. I'll study teaching so that I can be a teacher. Or I'll study mm. nursing so I can be a nurse. Or I'll study history and be a historian. But for me, that's exactly what it was. I thought, you know what, I want to be a journo. Um, I love reading. I love learning and I'll study journalism, and so far at least it's worked out. Has, has worked out. Just a couple of quick things before we take a break. Breakfast television, you you know, really made a name for yourself on breakfast TV, very good at the role, and then you left. Why, why did you leave? Uh, a few reasons. First of all, um, I mean, as you guys well know, well know from your rich experience of early mornings, yes. um, it is... It is a brutal, brutal life. And, and there's something, I think, that, that makes breakfast TV even um, more wearying than breakfast radio. And that, you know, you're up at half past three every morning. You're on air for three hours a day. You've got to be perky and bright and happy to be there. I was also working six days a week because, of course, I, I had my show on ZB on Saturday mornings. And I felt like in the two and a half or three years that I did it, I, I mean, I loved, I loved the job, I loved the team, but I felt like um, it was having a, a negative impact on my health. And by that, I just yeah. mean like I felt like I was aging three days every day that I woke up. Like I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a young man and his relatively young man in his 30s. You know, I, I, I want to be socializing and dating and have a good work-life balance and all that sort of thing and it sort of got to the point after about two and a half or three years on breakfast where I was like you know what I wouldn't mind getting up at seven o'clock as opposed to half past three but as <laughs> yeah, well as that um you know I, it's it's funny because um there aren't that many jobs in New Zealand broadcasting and, and news broadcasting and I'm aware that you know I'm fortunate to have had some incredible jobs already but I want a career that that goes for decades and 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 you know i don't want to be 35 and completely burnt out, burnt out. and mm. so i sort of thought you know what when when the opportunity on q a came up i thought it's a it's a great opportunity to um just kind of get some runs on the board especially you know around those criticisms for being for looking young and, and those sorts of things i thought you know what this is actually a great opportunity for me to do some really serious, thoughtful broadcasting, and uh, you know, and, and prove to any doubters in that space 
what I'm what I'm capable of. I love Q and A. I love um, I love politics. And yeah, when the job came up, I just went straight to the boss and said, "Look, <laughs> and hey, look, it worked out for them as well. I mean, you know, John Campbell is like the perfect." host for the show as well so right. uh, you know i think i think everyone ended up winning thursday afternoon six in a song our special guest is jack tame thank you again jack for yakking with us mate yeah thanks jack no please it's my my pleasure guys honestly just right. gold just before we go to the rapid fire quick fire round <laughs> quick yes. fire just sure. before we go to that now now tell me to to rack off you don't have to answer this <laughs> but careful, jack. he's always asked a dirty question <laughs> when he says that is there is there someone special in your life at the moment, you mentioned no, how busy you were. I mean, no? no, no, no. I'm, I'm dating at the moment. In fact, I've actually just um, taken a bit of time out um, recently. I've been overseas for the last oh, almost, almost two months. Um, right. So, uh-huh. so now that I'm, yeah, now that I'm back, I guess, and uh, and sorting out my priorities for 2020. I mean, I, I'm aware that it's an election year and U.S. election, so my work stuff's going to be pretty busy. But I'm hoping that there might be a bit of space for some other stuff as well. Okay, and what does Harley Holt think about that? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I didn't mean to say that out loud. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Where, no, I see where you're going with that. No, I'm pretty sure she has some incredible news of her own. Much more exciting <laughs> Indeed, than anything yes. in my we'll life. We'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> so the child's not yours. We can put that. No, that room. no, no, no. Okay, just right checking. <laughs> Righto, Jack. Let's rip into this quick fire, and then we'll get the song of your choice. So, first question: What is your greatest fear? Um. My greatest fear is not um, not taking the opportunities in my life and, and living up to the potential that those opportunities have provided me. Okay. If the occasion merits it, do you ever lie? Yes. Right. <laughs> On what occasion? Well, I mean, I'm, I know I'm a big believer in white lies. Like if you, right, if you okay. can lie and it doesn't hurt anyone, <laughs> uh, then it's a, it's a winner all around and I'm all for it. Nothing, nothing serious. Okay, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would you change, Jack? Um, if I could change one thing, I'd, I'd um, make myself a, a better learner of languages. I, I love language, but I'm a, I'm a crap student. Okay, very good. Okay, next question. This is about something physical. What is your most treasured possession? Um, oh, my Gibson guitar. Are you a guitarist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love playing guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, wow. love guitar. And uh, yeah, no, I've got a, I got a, a beautiful Gibson steel string. I've got a couple of guitars, but my, my Gibson steel string is my, my most treasured possession. Good on you. What sort of music are you into? What's your go-to? I mean, a bit of everything. I actually learned, um, when I was a kid, I, I learned from a great teacher called Phil Norton, this great guitarist, and he sort of taught me a lot of finger-picking techniques and stuff, so I like playing right. a lot of um, a lot of Clapton, Beatles, Rolling Stones, uh, Led ah. Zeppelin, that sort of thing. Right. What are, two more questions. What do you consider to be uh, your greatest achievement thus far? <sighs> My greatest achievement thus far? Um, not disappointing my grandparents on live TV. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. And the last question, the last question, a quick fire round. What, is there anything that you kind of deplore in yourself? Whether it's occasionally drinking too much or oh, eating bad foods or whatever. Um, so I look, I I struggle to kick bad habits. So I'm kind of obsessive in the habits I keep, and sometimes I just think I could, you know, I could, I could do a whole lot better in, in improving them. Whether that's um, eating too much junk or going to bed at the wrong time or hanging out with the wrong people, sometimes I think, you know what. 
I'm just such a creature of habit. I, I do a lot better if I'd be a bit more disciplined. Yep, I do Very think good. you need to knock the pee on the head, Jack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're going to play your favourite song after the messages, but can you tell us just before you go, what is the song you've chosen and why? Yeah, it's um, Sunshine of Your Love uh, by Cream. And the reason I chose it is that um, my old man is a, is a keen guitarist and keen blues fan, blues fan as well. So, uh, so the story goes, I'm named after Jack Lovelock, the runner, and Jack Bruce, who's the uh, who was the, the bassist and lead singer for Cream. So that's apparently very good. Right. My name. Yeah. Well, we're going to look forward to that after the break. Jack, thank you so much for your time, mate. All the very best for 2020. Take care, Jack. Jack. Thanks so much. See, See you. Thanks so much. Bye bye.